Any other questions, guys? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 638. That's what it is of Locked On Raptors for Friday, January 8th, the 10th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at Woodley Sean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have team focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams, a whole whack of hockey teams, most of Major League Baseball, and a bunch of NCAA programs, too, national fantasy shows kicking around there too no shortage of things for you to check out on the locked on podcast network and if you find a show that you want to support please subscribe to it rate it review it listen to it tell your friends about it it's very much appreciated when you do that and spread the good word of the locked on podcast network and uh let's get to it on today's show it's friday we'll keep it a little light the raptors have a few days off here so we can afford it to keep it a little bit light and uh the world generally kind of sucks, so the, the the answer to that, I guess, is to have our, our favorite partner in silliness, Katie Heindel, on the show to uh, do a little mailbag action. Katie, how's it going? Good. Ready to talk about Jimmy Butler's kisses. <laughs> <laughs> We're certainly, we'll, we'll talk about Jimmy Butler's kisses. We'll talk about... Uh, we got a few mailbag questions in. I, I so some people sent some in that are like earnest basketball questions, and I very much appreciate those people oh. sending those questions in. And <laughs> I thank you for the the thought that went into them. You could maybe address them next week or something like that on a show. But uh, I just kind of uh, burnt out talking about X's and O's and contract and trade stuff as of right now. And there was a lot of really fun, weird stuff that took place on Wednesday night in the NBA, including uh, with Kyle Lowry, which we're probably going to devote most of this show to. So we'll do that. Uh, and we'll save some of those other questions for maybe a mailbag next week. So thank you for sending them in. We'll get to those another time. Uh, Katie, you ready to dive into this thing? Just so people know for chronology's sake, we're recording this on Thursday. So if we refer today to today as Thursday at all, just know that. So it's I don't know if that Friday. Matters. It is Friday in my heart. <laughs> this is how I'm introducing myself to Friday. Doing a Friday podcast on a Thursday just gives me a four-day weekend because Friday is also the weekend in my world. Uh, anyway, let's get to it, Katie. We should probably <laughs> address the thing that a couple people have asked us to just spend the entire show on. Uh, so we'll start with this, and then we'll see how much time it leaves us at the back end. Kyle Lowry, after the win last night against the uh, Charlotte Hornets, had himself a press conference, and I I don't really know what the impetus was for it, why he decided to approach it the way he did, but I'm just going to play it, and then we can decipher what we think it all means afterwards and maybe sort of draw some, maybe, because it seems like there's some disagreement as to what he's actually doing here. So I'm just going to play it. Here is Kyle Lowry from last night after beating the Hornets. Yeah, I think it was unbelievable. He was great. Uh, he was uh Gosh, <laughs> Terrence, you were so good tonight. It was great. Uh, made big shots, and uh, he was close to home, I guess. And uh, yeah, it was a really good game, really good win. You guys haven't lost back to back games. I think it's since December 26th. Wow, 2007. That's a long time, man. I mean, what does that say about this? It's resilience. Resiliency, yeah. We were really resilient squad, and uh, we, uh, we played team hard. And uh, next man up. Mentality. Uh, we got a lot of guys hurt right now, and uh, we uh, we got some guys coming back. And uh, you know, Pascal will be back soon, and uh, 
Norm, Norm, be back soon, and uh, we'll just get, keep plugging away. No, no, not at all. I'm just uh, really excited. It's a good win. Uh, you know, great group of guys, and uh, you know, we're all good over here, man. Yeah, it's a good win tonight. Uh, we fight hard every single possession, and uh, got an overtime, and it was a good win. <laughs> Ah, I missed I missed a couple free throws, but uh, Serge did a good job of making the last two, and uh, it was fun. It was a fun game. Uh, great, great effort by the, the, the Hornets down there, and uh, we, we found a way to win the game. Any other questions, guys? Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 sign off is. I think where I just lose my shit every single time and it inspires me to watch it again. I've watched that probably 20 times today. Where to even begin? <laughs> I like very much the breathing in over like teeth, that sound. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there are a few, I think, schools of thought on what kyle lowry is doing here i've seen some suggestions that he is mocking nick nurse uh but i don't really see that but we can address it at least or maybe just give some credence to the idea and give it the time it's due um there's also a suggestion that he's uh mocking terrence davis for his post-game interview another theory that i don't really buy into all that much i am almost 100 percent sure certain certain hmm uh that's what i do when i put my clothes on i'm certain Oh day. my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, uh <but> my <laughs> What's your theory? Out with I was it. trying to Yeah, there's my train of thought. I found it. Um <laughs> no, my theory is that this is Kyle Lowry just deciding for some reason in North Carolina of all places to make fun of hockey player interviews in a very, very niche and esoteric way. Do you agree with this, Katie? What was your sort of takeaway as to what the hell Kyle's actually doing? Yeah, I don't think it's specifically hockey, but I do think it's kind of like an amalgamation persona that Mm -hmm. Kyle sort of made up on the fly of like, people that give interviews that way. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I thought of hockey player because I'm like, I don't think it's Nick Nurse impression because he has no twang. Mm-hmm. Nurse doesn't really give any uh, scrums like that. Yeah, Nurse actually kind of has thoughtful scrums where he's not really he's also not that like, kind of upbeat, <laughs> like fake upbeat that uh, Lowry is. Yeah, like whatever, whoever he's, whatever kind of persona he's leaning on. So I don't think it's Nurse. I don't think it's another player. So I do think it's like an amalgamation of like, just like coach, a coach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Our uh, our pal Bruce, a uh, longtime listener, actually a former Patreon subscriber. Love him at 40 and dunking. Um, he suggested that it gave him flashbacks of Dave Chappelle's generic white guy. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that too. I think it's like, <laughs> it's a generic white coach. <laughs> yeah, to which I re- responded, wow, I can't believe he's making fun of me while I'm not even on the trip. That's it. That's that's a shame. Um, but yeah, the... sound like you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie. I'm, mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the podcast numbers aren't as good as they should be. Is uh... 
I sound like that. Um, and uh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> that that's the thing that I think that the thing that clues me into me thinking it's a hockey thing is that and uh is like the rallying cry of hockey players that don't have anything to say mm-hmm. and it, it's their it, it's nick nurse's right or Dwayne casey's and again it's just like that's the connector for hockey players in interviews is and uh it all sort of dates back to i think matt sundin for me in my brain when he was on the maple leafs back in the day because his interviews were entirely monotone with and uh and uh and uh after every two words and so that's that that really is what hit stuck in my brain also the shouting out of the other team to me is a very hockey player thing as well like all oh, the hornets did a good job down there um i again this is where i think it's just like a really chuffed like white coach information <laughs> you know and like he just kind of went fully into that uh and is owning it um mm-hmm. so i don't think it's like i think that's where you see the most of this type of coach is in yeah. hockey for sure so i think like yeah there's definitely some truth in that theory too but mm-hmm. i mean it kind of like it i like it a lot because it it continues warping like as he keeps going with it, mm-hmm. like he just kind of invests and invests more and more every time, which is really sweet. <laughs> I feel really bad for who I'm pretty sure is a local reporter in the second question of the scrum yeah. where he's asking the <laughs> earnest question when it's very clear Kyle is working everybody. And he's like, oh, yeah, you guys haven't lost uh, a back to back. They're both games of the back to back since 2016. Uh, and like Kyle starts answering yeah, he before he's even done the question. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's a long time, long time. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to think of a really thoughtful thing, really mm-hmm. research based thing to ask Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, I mean, I feel bad for him on one level, but also, uh, I guess sense when Kyle is putting on some sort of performance, I suppose maybe he just hasn't been there enough to, to know that Kyle's up to something weird there, but yeah, I think he's just like, I think he's probably pretty tired and is just feeling deranged in that way that like, we've all been there. Uh, And like you either get, you got to keep going and doing stuff. It's Mm -hmm. kind of fun to just be extremely weird and deranged in that way versus like, acknowledging how tired you are and then like becoming burnt out and exhausted you know yeah i i think that too you can definitely sense that he's played uh like 80 minutes of basketball over the last two <laughs> nights in here <laughs> and uh as someone made the point uh, i guess playing all those minutes with ronde is the second ball handler have kind of gotten to him a little bit <laughs> which oh. <laughs> also fair uh i love myself ronde hollis jefferson but god he's stressful to watch sometimes um, I like other... his persona though because he yeah. can like step o- he almost can like step away from himself so when he's like yeah yeah missed a couple of free throws uh, you know like he's, <laughs> he's like at once himself but at once like this coach like character critiquing himself mm-hmm. like it gives him some like I don't know he's like it, it gives him some distance from him and like every other guy on the team. So he could honestly say, I'd like to see him bring this character back. And like, he could go off on anyone on the team because when they're like, Hey Kyle, like that was messed up. Why did you say that about me? He'd be like, Oh, it wasn't, I wasn't me. I was just, it was a bit like, I was just yeah. going with it. That was my hockey player ca- character. Uh. 
Because you can kind of hear someone in the background laughing, being like, I, I, like it's a player. It kind of sounds like Norm just being like, quit it or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like not. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very just a delightful, strange addition to the long, long list of weird oddities that this team has provided. Uh, I mean, last night, or I guess Wednesday night, offered that a whole lot. I mean, there was Norm Powell dumping water on Terrence Davis's head. Was there was cute. the. It was amazing. Uh, there was. Okay, so here's the thing I came away from that game thinking of most is, and I know you didn't quite catch the entire thing, but like, and I, I guess this has been happening over recent games too. But it was really pronounced in that game against the Hornets, where the guys who are hurt are just like this well-dressed group of player coaches slash dads mm -hmm. who are like <laughs> advising their their counterparts who are like replacing them like you had Gasol sort of like coaching up Ibaka you had Norm Powell like very aggressively coaching up Terrence Davis at times and it was just beautiful to see this team it continues to be so unbelievably easy to root for and stuff like what Kyle did only adds to it yeah, no, I like, I love that kind of stuff. I feel like, I mean, as long as they're, you know, not playing, but they're not in such like the guys that are hurt, I don't feel like are in such dire straits that they're like, they're just kind of waiting to come back. Like none of them are on this like extremely long timeline, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're, mm -hmm. where they're like out indefinitely and therefore like watching what's happening and being like, oh, like this is kind of disconnected from me. I feel like they are excited and like engaged and like fulfilled enough to like be there on the bench and involved because they probably know in the back of their head they're coming back soon. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're also just like great teammates and this is a team that really likes each other. And we just keep it seeing is. it again and again. And the, it's even cooler because it's like, it all comes back to when we, you and I have talked about this a lot, but just the sense that like the chemistry continues to shift and sort of expand um, and evolve. And like, we're mm -hmm. seeing all these, it's not ideal that anybody's hurt, but because of people being hurt, I think like, you're getting even new, like weirder connections that you never would have really had before because like people, these like players wouldn't necessarily be interacted in the way that they are. Totally. Yeah. I think Norm Terrence thing in particular is, is very fascinating because, you know, on the surface and maybe with a team with like a less healthy internal culture, like Terrence Davis would be a direct competitor to Norman Powell and maybe a, a, a lesser dude than Norm would sort of bristle at that and not want to offer any sort of advice to a guy who's playing and having a career game and potentially cutting into his minutes at some point when Norm does eventually get back. And it's just the, they seem to love each other quite a bit. And Kyle stirs the drink. And I mean, the, this whole last couple of weeks has been, Kyle haranguing and screaming at a bunch of weirdos who <laughs> kind of don't always do what he wants, but it's all out of love, clearly. And like just to have him as this dude who is not just an unfeeling scream monster, but also someone who can have fun and, and lighten it up and also work over reporters, which I'm pretty sure is his favorite thing in the world to do. It uh just the the, the complexion of this team remains flawless in terms of dudes. And I think a couple of people I've seen on like NBA internet have kind of made the point that the Raptors are just like impossibly easy to root for. And it's all because of this kind of stuff. So yeah. Shout totally. out to Kyle. Yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, like what? Oh shoot. I was going to say something great and I forgot. <laughs> you can do it, Katie. You can do it. <laughs> um, It'll come back to me. We can move on and it will probably naturally come back. 
Okay, cool. Uh, well, let's continue talking then uh, about some of the uh, other questions that we got in the mailbag. But first, I want to tell people about my bookie. I'm just going to pull up my old copy here. And Oh, it's that because... They, oh, they, here we go. <laughs> here we go. If they weren't like doing this and Larry wasn't acting that way and like, you know, things were any worse then like it would be cause for concern. But like considering how like morally, like more, sorry, like morale, team morale, really damaging the, the string of injuries they've had, this plane schedule that they've had, like when the losses, when they've had losses, they're not that great. You know, like they've had some bad losses, but all that considered like where they are and like, how high their spirits are it's just you do get a feeling that there's like really nothing that you you could throw at this team that could stop them well as kyle larry would say resiliency resiliency (laughs) (laughs) next man up absolutely uh all right we'll continue uh answering your mailbag questions in just a second but i want to tell people first about my bookie are you the type of fan that knows football or basketball so well you could choose any game and call well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, the NBA, the start of the college basketball stretch run, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites for a given week, parlays are great because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants you to get your mind off of everything else and back on the game. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit 2000 bucks. You're getting an extra 1000 in free money to play with. Just use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate that very generous offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA, all one word, to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, Katie, let's get to the next mailbag question here. I lost it in my mentions. Uh, I'll find it here somewhere in just a second. Blah, 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 blah. What's Lewis's question? Uh, do you know Lewis's question? He asked us a very good question, and I can't find it right now. Yeah, it's... Here it um, is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I yeah, Lewis, Lewis Keen, at this Lewis on Twitter, was, I guess, on this show not so long ago. If Nick Nurse could put you on blast for one thing, shaming you in public, but thus cur- curing you of the habit, what would you choose it to be? This is a very mm-hmm. good question. And it's a great obviously question. Tied to the... Uh, whole thing regarding uh terrence davis after getting called out by uh, nick nurse and then having a career night the next night you can go first katie what would you uh thank you you. (laughs) (laughs) um i would say it would be lately it would be for um procrastinating Mm. uh whether that's like just dragging my ass when it comes to writing something or just like being extremely way too precious about things and procrastinating in that sense. Um, Second guessing myself, not going for certain uh, opportunities, all those kinds of things I could kind of view as like, I don't know. Yeah. Character procrastination as well as like the act of procrastinating against like actual deadlines. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like him to take me to task for that. That's a really good one. I think my answer is I think he'd I'd just like Nick Nurse to scream in my face about uh and just get me to stop eating so many damn sandwiches when I'm trying to be healthy. 
there, I gotta say, there are a couple sandwich spots near my house in uh, in Hamilton that I go to a couple times a week at least, and it's making the whole get into shape thing uh, in early January really hard. I'm at like my highest weight since probably university which is not awesome and i don't feel good all the time uh and i i, I just I, I i'm trying and i went to the gym earlier this week and felt great and then i'm just like the gym i don't want to go back there ever again um the gym is another thing I, 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 there's so many things for nick nurse to scream at me about but i think just like you don't need that sandwich you idiot is probably what i'd like him to tell me and i think it'd be cutting enough and i would just not eat sandwiches anymore or at least I could hear one, him. Yeah, I could hear him saying something. I could hear him saying yours more easily than mine. But yeah, I could. Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah, like, I mean, you really, you really need that, Sean. <laughs> you really gonna eat that again? Didn't you just have that yesterday? What's so different about it today? I can hear him saying it. Or it's like someone asked him at a press conference. Uh, Do you think uh, Sean is in the best shape he could be? Nope. 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 No, no, no. You think Sean is making good habits? Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Uh, good question. <laughs> Five sandwiches, too many. <laughs> shout out to Rustic Ruben and shout out to uh, Bench Kitchen. Both very good. No, sandwich don't give them shout outs. I'm going to give them shout outs. I like them a lot. <laughs> Support local businesses, people in Hamilton, especially Rustic Ruben. Oh my God. I just had their sandwich. Okay, their let's, go, sandwich. let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's get away from sandwiches. That's just not something I ever want to do. Um, all right. Let's uh, carry on to the next question. This one comes from... God, there's so many questions that just came in. Okay. I, I haven't read this one yet, but it's long, so I'm going to just uh, read it. Stay with me on this. From This is from Dylan Littman. Stay with me on this. If Rondé purchased a single-handedly drag... Purchased and single-handedly dragged a private jet plane over to his child as a birthday gift. Would you call him? Oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Dylan. Rondé hauled this jet to son. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but like you know, real slick way to get your joke read, buddy. Not a question. Uh, well, it was for it was in the form of a question. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a shout pretty out to good the joke. Jeopardy greatest of all time tournament. <laughs> I wish I had proofread that before I started reading it on the podcast, but whatever. That's okay. Uh... <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Next question here comes from uh Rapsfan1237. What would you rather have as an all-star event? A game played on stilts on a 20-foot net or a game of slam ball? Katie. Now that I know what there. slam ball is. Yeah, you just learned what slam ball is right before the podcast. Right before we went live. Um yeah, I want slam ball. <laughs> but I want it open to, I don't want it like one of these things like the dunk contest where they're like, it's just going to be rookies. We can't have any of our like star players accidentally getting hurt. No, I want it to be everybody. Open to everybody. With like a, some kind of considerable, I don't know, like cash prize 
or just like bragging rights, just like, I mean, it kind of, it kind of perfectly encapsulates Jimmy's post game, game uh, today, uh, trash talking to Jay Warren. Just like you would have ultimate bragging rights if you won in this event, like against anybody, anybody in the league, then you would know for sure. If someone can't guard you, like ricocheting their bodies at you off of a trampoline mm-hmm. and like body checking you out of the air, if you could, if you can withstand that, no, then nobody can guard you. Interesting. So I, I think I also agree slam ball because it's just a far more entertaining uh, product than stilts basketball. Although, on the Still could be slow. <laughs> yeah, well, on the first part of our mascot episode that I re-released to the public this week, you did mention how Stilts Raptor was one of your, one of, if not your favorite rendition of the Raptor. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe you might bust out that answer, but yeah, but that's the yeah. one character I can't envision a game, a game like if there was actually a game of all those mascots blown up to those proportions. Mm-hmm. Sure, but we have, we all know that wouldn't be a full game. That would just be some kind of like, you know, intermission, intermission activity. So see, because my, I also agree, slam ball is my answer, but I have a different sort of format that I want the game to take. Because it's such like an injurious sport, I, I think maybe the players should not be forced to play in this game, and I think this should be a game for media people that have to play it. And mostly, mostly like broadcasters, because I mostly just want to hear Mike Breen yell "bang" when he. They all have to be mic'd. Yeah, they would all have to be mic'd up. Yes, and they just like Jack Armstrong blocks the shit out of Mark Jackson and screams, "Get that garbage out of here!" I I would be on in for that. I I think that'd be cool. This would also be just like. A way for the players to point and laugh at the at the media, like you know, the they wouldn't really have the crutch to stand on that. Oh, you've never played the game because obviously now they've played the game if they played in the Slam Ball Classic on the Friday of All Star Weekend. But I think it would be also a nice opportunity for the players to point and laugh at the media in a way that they don't usually get to do, as they are usually the ones who are subject to the uh, the scorn. And, and hey, maybe the play. This is like the only time players only would work as a broadcast to me. <laughs> or coaches. Mm, yes. That's pretty good. I could see like Doc Rivers just like Dominating. trucking the fuck out of Mike Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you gotta bring Stan Van Gundy back for it. Well, obviously. Mm-hmm. He might be the coach of a team, but he might be a player coach type thing. Yeah. And there <laughs> they all have to be mic'd. <laughs> Uh, all right. Good question. Thanks for sending it in. Raps fan one, two, three, seven. Uh, we're going to leave the questions there for now. We have a few minutes left here. Katie, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren beef. Cause you've been, uh, it's been a flurry of activity on the basketball feelings, uh, Instagram ever since that all went down last night or on Wednesday night. And so mm-hmm. I would just like your, your quick thoughts on it. Because uh, I know you you love Jimmy Butler. I'm not sure of your feelings on TJ Warren. I'm not sure anyone has feelings on TJ Warren. Yeah, I really didn't too. particularly. Uh, <laughs> Let me guess I, Jimmy Butler has feelings on him now. But what were your oh, impressions yeah. of uh, that whole thing? Yeah, so I don't want to give too much away because I'm writing something much longer and more in-depth about it. But like high level, um, it's just like the perfect encapsulation 
of Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I feel like he is very close to reaching final form. Jimmy Butler in Miami. Um, <laughs> it was like the thing, the best thing about it that comes after it depends like maybe you saw that first and then you're like oh was it just that and then you have to like go back and watch the entire like sequence of events mm -hmm. but the whole thing like what it is is just like the whole thing is so needless because like honestly who did think about tj warren was like <laughs> until now so like maybe great pr move by tj warren but otherwise like the poor dude has just been completely <laughs> completely ethered like beyond recognition and then like you know it's jimmy butler like he's not gonna leave well enough alone like mm -hmm. this morning he's posting on his instagram stories screen caps like you and i would take of just like i know he just probably googled miami heat schedule and like that's the window he got and he used his markup tool and iphone to use the <laughs> highlighter to circle the next game where they play the pacers in march post that and just be like see you there good luck <laughs> good luck trying to guard me again um and then in like the post game scrum where he's just like he says so, he he like starts and then you're like all right he's he's like peace no he hasn't like he's just you know he he goes on and on and on he's just like he's trash the coach is trash what a dumb coach for thinking he could even guard me this is offensive like the more he talks the more he buys into it uh <laughs> But he just like has his same composure the whole time, which was like kind of my favorite part about the whole altercation is just like anytime you think you've like got Jimmy Butler, like he's actually got you. Like when he comes back in after the first, like I just, Warren like grabs him and kind of like spins him mm -hmm. when Jimmy's like coming, coming down the lane the first time. And then like that's when Jimmy gets mad. But like the force at which TJ Warren spins Jimmy has Jimmy like ricochet like totally square into into tj warren's chest they're like chest to chest and i don't know if you've seen like there's a there's a picture of jimmy is so close to tj warren that he's squishing his nose down with his nose <laughs> um but then again like so that just shows like you're trying you're trying to get one up on jimmy but like jimmy is always going to be right there to like get one up on you so like that's the first one the second one is when he finally comes back in you think everything is like done and finished Jimmy's like doing a little dance on the sideline as he's going to inbound. And that's when I knew I'm like, this isn't over because if it was over, he would have just been standing there, but he still got this weird kinetic like energy in his muscles. Uh, and then sure enough, as soon as he comes in, he like body checks DJ Warren <laughs> and he knew that's all he was going to do. He didn't really actually want to have a play. He like body checks him, tosses the ball down the court and is just like laughing. And that's when he starts to walk away and do the kissing. He blows two like exquisite kisses <laughs> and then he just starts like and he's walking away and DJ Warren for a while is like walking behind him and clapping, which is what gets him ejected. Uh, mm -hmm. But Jimmy's still just like won't even look at him. He's just like looking over his shoulder, pursing his lips. Uh, and then the best and saddest part is like DJ Warren knows he's been beat there. He knows there's like nothing he can do to like get back at those gestures. And like you can feel his like whole body frustration because he just gives him the finger, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like is the most like is there a move that like encapsulates more of just like oh like I don't know what else to do you know. <laughs> it is like the white flag of uh, yeah. 
it's like yeah well here's what i have for you i i've, I've all of my other resources have been exhausted um, i just don't know the kind of like i don't think he knew the kind of hell he was like inviting upon himself because like Jimmy Butler won't quit. You know what I mean? Like he, he, yeah, he will not be bettered in, in like those kinds of like, I wouldn't even call them antics with Jimmy Butler. It's like flourishes. Mm -hmm. Jimmy is, uh, I mean, you're very right. And I'm a little getting a little bit worried almost about him reaching final form with the heat because they've just like (laughs) taken the shackles off and have just allowed him to be as maniacal as he wants. And it seems like he doesn't really have on that team like a, a group of youths who play too many video games to scream at. So it's like now being cast outside like ejecta from the sun to just whoever comes across him in, in a game on the other team. Do you not find that there is maybe like a slight twinge of Jimmy Butler being more of like a cartoon bully than anything else? And do you jive with that? Like, let me put it this way. If Jimmy Butler was on the Raptors, would you be able to get on board with Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler, isn't it? Jimmy Butlerness? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I don't even want to wish, wish that because like, it's never going to happen. But like, yeah, absolutely. I th- like to me, I don't think he's a bully. I don't think he's a bully. I think he kind of exists in the separate sphere. Like he is so much himself that he is almost like, he's like so earnestly him you know what i mean like he becomes like weirdly vulnerable in a way because of it um Mm -hmm. so i don't really think like i don't really think he's being a bully like there's players that are definitely like you know chippy and kind of bullyish and like looking like bobby portis is all of a sudden like trying to decapitate people Like that, and like that, you know, he, first time you're like, okay, like that's a hard foul, but then he did it again last night too. So like, to me, that's more bully behavior than Jimmy just being himself. And In fairness, you know, in fairness to Bobby Portis, Nikola Miritich is no longer in the league, so he needs someone to hit. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but like, you know, I think Jimmy also, Jimmy will give you a couple opportunities to back down. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Like the, that was not just him i actually and i'm not trying to be like he can do no wrong uh (laughs) but i don't think the the person like um escalating things at any point was jimmy butler right i think he just has these very like pitch perfect responses that are probably so infuriating when you are on the receiving end of them (laughs) that it's very hard not to escalate things but, Fair enough. Yeah, we, I like, mean, we've established that we have different feelings on Jimmy Butler. I, I think he, I do find him to be a little bit more enjoyable in the heat environment as opposed to just being on a team where he is like angry and mm-hmm. looking for the people who are kind of on his level in terms of. That's the thing, maybe now. Lunacy. That's the big difference. It's like he's happy. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, this is all coming from a place where like he's probably the happiest he's been in like four or five years. Oh yeah, he's like the most Pat Riley ass player I've like ever. Even more so yeah. than like Wade or LeBron ever was. So good on him for uh finding happiness, I suppose. Here's hoping he doesn't scream at any of the Toronto Raptors when they inevitably play in a playoff series. Uh Katie, this was a delight. Thank you so much for jumping on the show. And are uh, we gonna quickly talk about Terry trying to go hot like um what's the guy that kills the other guys that, that's him? Highlander? I don't know that. Is What's that a the movie? guy? 
Isn't the it's like Sean Connery? He's like a time. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, yeah, Terry Rozier. Are we talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Talking yeah. about Terry trying to. <laughs> we can we can talk about Terry Rozier if you want. Uh, he tried to get into it with Terrence Davis after the Hornets game. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> like he had just lost, and Terrence Davis had ably defended him on the final possession. Maybe Terrence Davis said something. Terrence Davis seems like the kind of guy who might say something from time to time. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think? What did you make of that whole thing? It is Highlander. There can only be one. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really have much to say about it, except for I feel like Terrence Davis is like, he's not the kind of guy who would, like get into a fight as much as like Terry Rozier, but he is the kind of guy who would be very good if he was in a fight. So yeah, should probably watch out. Yeah, I I I do think Terrence Davis. I mean, just like his demeanor seems like the kind of guy that you wouldn't want to fuck with. But it's not like he ever is going out of his way to exhibit that Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be fucked with. He's not Serge Ibaka. He's not choking Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris is Terrence Davis. Yes. Yeah. As our anyway, yeah, um, just a weird full moon, just a weird full moon night of games. Yeah, just a lot of weird stuff going on. But yeah, that's why we love the NBA. Uh, also, apparently you have uh, coaches getting weird and uh, racisty as well. So, oh, yeah, we didn't yeah. even talk about that. But the Cavs are a mess, man. Oof. Yeah. I, I just I want Kevin Love to find happiness somewhere, too. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for today. Katie, thank you so much once again for coming on. As I said, this was delightful. Uh, we'll have you back on again next week as uh, as per usual. And uh, anything you'd like to plug right now? Mm, no. Oh, you should subscribe to Basketball Feelings where you can get my full feelings on Jimmy Butler's kisses uh, <laughs> soon. And uh, also, if you haven't subscribed to the Hoop Talks newsletter, which is a more... Uh, neutral uh view of the nba as a whole <laughs> excellent uh thanks so much katie at whatevs on twitter you can find me at woodley sean subscribe rate review all that good stuff it's very much appreciated thanks so much for listening all week long and um i guess we'll be back probably monday or maybe sunday night after the raptors play the spurs i'll be down in the game so maybe we'll do an episode from the game and that will be our return thank you so much have a great weekend everybody and we'll talk to you next time with another episode of locked on raptors <laughs>